Welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We truly hope you're blessed as you listen to this week's message. Good morning. I want to introduce our speaker. A lot of us know her. Um, some of you may be new and don't. So um, Grace Cummings is sharing the message with us this morning. Yay, Grace. She's not new to many of us, including me. I've known her. She's known me for, I should say, she's known me for 30 years. Um, let's get it in the right order, right, Grace? <laughs> so Grace is a professor of music at Roberts Wesleyan College. She's been here for many, many years. Um, she also has a real gift in the prophetic and uh, is a real prophetic voice in this house um, and has been a teacher here for a lot of years. And just she's going to share some things this morning, just some of her story and background. But I want us all to just be in a posture to receive and even to receive someone who's familiar with us, maybe in a new way, in a new light. We don't want to just get comfortable. We have a lot of gifts that are here among us that are you know, really big voices and uh, you know, great teachers. So, so let's welcome Grace as she comes on up. My name is Grace. It's completely appropriate for who I am. Some of you have no idea. Someone once told me, Grace is the right name for you because where sin abounded, Grace did much more abound. Compliment? Uh, I don't know. Iffy, but it was a person who really loved me. And so, uh, actually, that's true. Grace is the empowering presence of God to do something that no one else could do. So today, what I, what I, Steve asked me if I would give my testimony, and I said yes. Uh, my testimony is a good one. Everybody has a good testimony. Isn't she cute? You just want to grab her, don't you? Anyway, never mind. So, <clears throat> a testimony, we could do our history, or we can do who God is and who he has become to us. How do we know what he's like? We can make a list of characteristics in the Bible, which I've done those kinds of things. You make a list of things and say, God's like this, this, this. And then there's this other thing that happens where we know God through life experiences. And that is who God is to us. And so what I hope this morning is to make that really clear. Because God has your story written and he's writing. And it's a good one. So we're going to talk a little bit, and I'm going, I hope, let me, let me just look around here for a second. I'm, I'm looking to see if there are children, and there aren't. Okay, so because some of this stuff I'm going to say might cause a little nervousness if you, you follow what I'm saying. I don't want to make anybody nervous particularly. I'm not going to get too gruesome, but some of the story in my life was difficult. Okay, so, but God used it all. You'll see where we're going from here. So first we're going to look, you know, I didn't give you the scriptures, Howard. You can put them up if you want to. It's completely up, but I, get your Bible or your phone or whatever, or mark it down someplace and look at it later. 
This is, I, I, this is what came to my mind during this week because my testimony I've always found is grounded in the word of God and what he was doing at a time because where, whatever mess I was in or whatever mess I was or what I needed, God's word was always a powerful influence no matter how goofed up I was in the mind or whatever. And we'll talk about that a little later. The first, uh, first scripture I wanted to read for you was, is found in Psalm 40. It's not unfamiliar, but it says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me. In other words, and he heard my cry. The Lord inclined to me. He leaned over and said, oh, oh yeah, get it? He leaned in toward me. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. That's the kind of fruit I want. When it says, many will see it in fear, it's not talking about being afraid, but saying, wow, God is amazing. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done, and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Then we have this part that seems to talk about Jesus. Pretty sure. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. Your ear, my ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. And your law is within my heart. Now when I, I said that was Jesus, but Jesus did it first. We also are walking along that same path. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips. O Lord, you yourself know. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness, your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth. What I'm saying is these are God things. Your righteousness, your faithfulness, your salvation, your loving kindness, your truth. It's amazing. All of those things true of God. Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, for your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. For innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me so that I'm not able to look up. We'll cover that later. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. You can read the rest of that psalm. But I just want to say one of the things that is true of uh, who God is to me is he is a God of deliverance. He's a deliverer. And when I say that, I say that on multiple levels. I just thought uh, I would give you a little history, and it kind of starts in the middle, and then it goes backwards, and then it goes forward. So where I'm starting this particular story is back when I was in college. Some of you will think this is crazy, but I don't care. So, seriously, you can think it's crazy or think I'm crazy. I don't mind. Just, you'll figure it out. So, 
starting back in college, when I was a freshman in college, um, I was like into astrology and all these kind of occult things. And uh, I know it's, some of you go, "How? Huh, why did you do that? Well, I don't know. It just seemed like the thing to do, and I did. So I was... Uh, I, I had, there were actually people around that encouraged this and thought it was like this wonderful way to go. I have no idea what I was doing that for, but I did. And I was up in a practice room one day, and I had somebody come up to me and say, you know, some people would say that astrology thing is of the devil. And I said, don't you think that's a little harsh? That was my response. Now, mind you, I came from a Christian home. My father and mother, they were in the ministry. So it's like you have two paths going on here. Some great stuff. I knew the hymns. I learned the music of the church. We did all this stuff. And on the other hand, you have stuff that is of the devil. Two paths, okay? So both of these gone. But I said, don't you think that's a little harsh? And so they said, well, this so-and-so, it was actually um, a woman by the name of Judy Cohen, which some of you may know her, some of you might not, but she was one of the teachers there at the time. I, they said, she would like to talk to you. Okay. So I went down there to see Judy Cohen, and... <laughs> This is so funny. I'm a little nervous about this all being recorded someplace and going off into wherever. But anyways, it is what it is. Um, (laughs) I went down to see her, and she just looked at me, and her thing was not to argue with me about astrology. She looked right at me and said, Do you think you have demons? (laughs) And you all chuckle like it, but it wasn't funny. Here's the deal. If there's somebody in the Bible that I relate to, it's Mary, the one that had seven demons. I had strong demonic influence in my life. And they began to manifest. It was not nice. I began to mock this woman. She's six feet tall. I mean, you don't mess with her. But I started to mock this woman because I just go, oh, that's ridiculous, whatever. And I just was laughing. And she just like, what she did was... I just bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. And the thing is, I recognized at that point that the name of Jesus had power and that I'd messed with the wrong side. Yeah? Okay, so if you, some of you don't know what's wrong with astrology, this sermon is not about that. If you want to talk to me, you're welcome to talk to me, but right now I'm not doing it, I'm just telling you. So there are other people you could talk to here too. So anyways, that was the thing. And I go, oh, there must be some kind of a problem here. And that was kind of scary. So I go, oh, what to do? And then, um, so she got a hold of me and decided that we would find people to pray for me. We went all over this area. I was prayed for by a Methodist preacher. I was prayed by for people that went to Pierce. I was prayed for down in Cohocton. I was prayed for by any number of people that knew I was a mess. The thing is, is they didn't go, oh, well, does she really have a demonic issue in her life or not? They all seem to like be convinced of it. (laughs) Scary. Okay. So anyway, they were convinced of it and I go, okay, well, by that point I go, something's definitely wrong here. So, but they took me in all these places. Here's the thing that's cool. 
during that time when they're taking me all around, God began to speak to me also. Okay, so you got this thing going on where you're a mess and you know that there's demonic presence in your life. Actually, it wasn't that surprising to me because I was aware of the demonic from way back when I was a child. We just didn't start there. So we go, okay. So there's that kind of thing going on. Then she, uh, they took me to this man by the name of Fred Savage who prayed deliverance for people back then. Okay, some of you know his name. I actually met him like a year or two ago. And yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I just love him. But anyway, he's, he prayed for me and that we went to his house and we got prayer and I, there was more. Judy was with me. She took me all these places. But anyways, he prays for me. Uh, what was interesting was he explained some things. Uh, he said uh, he, he, two things that were, I still remember that were really powerful. One was when they got done praying with me, I was laying on the couch because uh, I was really tired, and he laid his hand on me, and I felt the love of God. That was a miracle for me because I didn't ever feel it. felt the love of God. That was one thing. Another thing he said was anybody with occult in their background like you uh, should... In order to fight, you need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Okay, I'm a mess. He didn't care. God doesn't even care. You, you need this to fight with. I go, okay. <clears throat> I'm very agreeable, sort. So he said, okay. So they prayed for me, and it was really interesting because, you know, I really hadn't, I wasn't raised doing the sort of thing. So, but he prays for me. He says, this is what it is. And okay, so now you're going to just begin to say vowels and whatever. And I'm going weird. But I, and I was really embarrassed. So I took my hands and I put my hands like this and I just go, okay. I wasn't on a microphone, so it didn't sound like anything, but I go, ooh, Shonda. And he goes, that's it. I go, whatever. <clears throat> but, I, but it was okay. I, I, you know, I go, I can try that. Okay, I'm going for it. Actually, I still pray for people that way. If you've been prayed for, my, for me by the baptism, I go, give it a shot. Let's go. Okay, I do. I just did it last week for somebody. Was, let's, let's try this. Let's, let's just try it out. Take it out for a spin. Let's go for a ride. Okay, so anyway, I did that. That was kind of an interesting thing. I come back to the dorm because I was living at Roberts at the time. Come back to the dorm and Judy Cohen, she was a voice teacher. And she says, you know, you can sing in that too. I go, no. <laughs> Singing was interesting to me because um, that's my field of study. So anyway, I go, okay. And I get there, and the thing is that's cool about classical music is you sing in other languages. Okay, so I go, okay, I'm going to try this out. So I went up to a practice room, and I go, all right. I was all by myself, but nervy enough to go for whatever, and I just go, okay. Okay. It was fun. I go, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so I began to sing. Wasn't nervous about it, but anyways, it was, isn't that kind of an interesting thing? And the thing is, is it sounded kind of nice. I don't know what language people will think I'm speaking in, but it doesn't really matter to me. 
Okay, now here's the thing. You'd think, okay, so she got some deliverance. She's, in, she's been baptized in the Holy Spirit. She should be fine. I hate to tell you this, I wasn't. Okay? Actually, because of the warfare and the stuff that was in my life, it got greater. It got more, more difficult. Anybody ever find that to happen? You don't have to raise your hand, but some people I know, you go, oh my goodness, I did that and everything didn't come out snappy happy. So um, you go, something else is going on. So anyway, but I did get baptized in the Holy Spirit and God doesn't seem to worry about things. So I'm going through my life in terms of like doing school things. I prayed. I got into the Bible. That's one of the things that I've always done. I so got into the Bible. I read it when I was a mess. I read the Bible. I learned to do topical studies. I learned to bank on the word. I learned to find things. And I started in a small sort of way learning to hear from God. But no one was teaching about how to do that. I just knew they did because there were people I'd experienced. A woman at a church that did words of knowledge. She was dynamite. Judy Cohen, of course, heard from the Lord and would say stuff. I mean, there there was stuff that happened. So I knew that it could happen. But then I, I still struggled a whole lot with depression. Basically, I was suicidal a lot of the time. I know, this is not a cheery message, is it? It gets better. Okay, so, (laughs) but I was suicidal a whole lot. It was constantly on my mind. Crazy thoughts of suicide, couldn't stop them. And it wasn't that I was flunking or something didn't happen. It was not like, some. I was just like, I go, what is wrong with me? Because it would, I was like obsessed with it. The only time I thought I might not do it was once when I decided to kill myself, went in the women's bathroom. Well, it was, there was a woman's dorm, so there were no men. Went in to the bathroom and thought I was going to slash my wrist. I get in there and I go, no one should find a mess like this. So I changed my mind. <laughs> the logic is totally stupid. But God, if you follow, God knows my brain. He knows that we don't want anybody to find this mess. Isn't that interesting? So anyway, I didn't do it. So, um, and the, the, the Lord gave me during this time, I was going on a, on a singing tour with the chorale, and before I went, God gave me Isaiah 54. And it's a wonderful thing. You should write it down. A lot of promises in there. And he has... Here's, there's shell for joy, O barren one, and more sons for the desolate. I don't want to read the whole thing because I'll get stuck, and I need to do a whole lot of things. Anyways, you'll forget the shame of your youth. That was good. Got it? I was young. It's good for old, too. You'll forget the shame of you. Your descendants will possess the nations. I don't have any kids, but I do have descendants. Just saying. And then it says, for the Lord has called you, even though you've been rejected. Uh, Everlasting kindness, I'll have compassion on you. I know I just highlighted in black these things. Just wanted to say them. Um, I've sworn that I will not be angry with you. That's cool, because I thought God's got to be ticked with me. Not, he's not angry. My loving kindness will not be removed from you. My covenant of peace will not be shaken. This is Isaiah. His covenant of peace will not be shaken over you. You cannot 
mess with God's decision to love you, to make a covenant through his son. You can't mess with it. He gave it to me, and I know it's true, but I know it from experience. Don't just know theologically. Walk it out. Then this was the thing that got to me at that particular time. It's in verse 11. Oh, afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted. Because that's where I was at that time. Behold, I will set your stones in antimony, that's various colors, and your foundations I will lay in sapphires. Moreover, I will make your battlements of rubies. Battlements of rubies says it's beautiful and all that kind of thing, but it also says you will have some battles. You're not bad because they're battles. There are battles. But rubies, it, those places of your battle become the place of priceless treasures. It's important to know that. It's not something wrong. God, God knows there are battles. Your gates of crystal, your entire wall of precious stones, your sons will be taught of the Lord and the well-being of your sons will be great. A promise to your children and to your inheritance. It's not just sons, it's daughters too, but it says sons here. Whoever assails you will fall because of you. The devil's a loser. It's not talking, if Steve says something mean to me, he's going to get smacked down by God. That's not what it's saying. But the enemy, (laughs) get it? It's not that kind of thing. Um, No weapon formed against you. Every tongue that accuses you in judgment, you'll condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me. Okay, so I get through that period of life in college. There are things done now. I prayed for neighbors for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I led people to Jesus. I, I'm not, this just, in some ways, this sounds so weird because there were really good times. It's like I had more than one path going on. Uh, how, how do you say that? It's like you go, okay, here's some really good stuff. This is what God's doing. I can believe for that. Okay, God does this. On the other hand, I'm a mess. Two paths, sometimes maybe three. I don't know, but a lot of paths going on where you go, okay, so what's, what is still going on? What's happening? And so I, it got pretty depressing, um, actually. Uh, and the feeling as I, I went in, I got into therapy, and I was in therapy for quite some time, a Christian therapist who actually was helpful in many respects in that I learned to go to a safe place and find Jesus. They didn't do so-so back then. But I, learned, <laughs> but I learned to do that. And you know what I learned is you go there and God speaks. Amen. Okay, so whatever, I don't remember, they might have called that theophostic or something. Uh, right? Okay, so anyway, she didn't call it that necessarily, but she would walk me through this, and I learned to do that. So, okay, so some of the things that I went through in terms of abuse were pretty traumatic. Um, I don't want to go into the graphic stories of them here because it's not good, 
but some of it was really, really traumatic to the point where it was very fragmenting to me in my mind and in my heart. I was pretty fractured trying to figure it out. I could not figure out why I kept making friends with really abusive people. Couldn't figure it out. I'm going, I must have failed some of my developmental tasks. It's a teacher thinking. But I, I go, I must have messed that up or something. I, I don't know what I did, but somehow my life is really getting screwed up and I don't know why and why does this keep happening and I couldn't figure it out. And because I couldn't figure it out, I'm going, I'm calling a therapist. And so I did. And that's how... Uh, I happened to start working through some of these things. And so in that sense, it was helpful. And the Bible was really helpful during this time. Just saying, the word of God is powerful no matter where you're at in life, but it became helpful. Like the verse, in all your afflictions, he was afflicted. And God began to show me pictures of him actually being there, which you can go, if, you, if you've been through abuse, which it was what I'm talking about was quite abusive, to say the least. But if, if you've been there, you go, I don't like the thought of G- Jesus being there, except if he actually walks with you back into that in time or whatever you call that. If he does that and you realize that he carried the pain of it, that he gets it, that he, uh, there, there is something, and for me, it was powerful, I wasn't with anybody, nobody told, I remember where I was sitting on the couch when I got that, and all your afflictions, I was afflicted, I'm going, oh my goodness, God gets this, amazing, so, I learned to love God in that sense, I learned that he never fails or leaves, all that kind of thing. It did not change some of my emotional state at the time. Couldn't figure that out. Actually, I still felt the strong depression. And I mean, I taught things like J.I. Packer's Knowing God. I taught things from Francis Schaeffer because I did the whole philosophy. I taught people in a Baptist church, in a Bible church, in a whatever. I teach people because you know what? I knew God was like this. Isn't that interesting? And it worked. People liked it. Whatever. <laughs> kind of interesting. But I did know because I go, if God is faithful, even if I remain faithful, he will remain faithful, faithless, I'm sorry. If I'm faithless, he's faithful because he can't deny himself. It's who he is. So rock bottom, I knew God is God and he will not fail because he can't. He's like that. What, what goodness? And it gave me strength to walk it out, strength to learn things about God, strength to talk about it, even though my emotions still were not like there with me yet. Okay, so then let's see. I've got to make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself in scriptures. Okay. Then there came the day. What time is it? Oh, we're, all, we're great. Okay, so then there came this day. I got really, really depressed. This was, I don't know, 20 years ago. I don't really remember the date. But anyway, quite, quite some time ago, I got really depressed. I was living in an apartment at the time. I'm laying on the floor and going, oh, God, I'm so depressed. I've catharted. I've spent a lot of money on therapy. 
I've done deliverance, which I'd been all over the place for. I've done, I've done it all, God. I've done what, everything I know to do. I've prayed. I've read. I've written exhaustive notebooks on topical studies about who God is, you know, all, the, all those kinds of things. But I'm laying on the floor and I say, God, I just, I don't know. I just give up. And I went to bed. I thought, well, you know what? If I stay in bed long enough, I'll die. Cheery, huh? Anyway, so that's what I, I did go to bed and I just was like, finally, uh, I had to do something at work or something. I can't remember. The practical always kicks in. But anyway, I'm laying in bed. I had to get up and I knew I had to do something. Okay, so some of you will get this, some of you won't. What I did was I said, I'm going to leave myself in bed while I go do what I have to do. Anybody get that? It's typical for people that have been abused to leave themselves. Okay, so I left myself in bed. It was good. I managed to get my work done. That was good too. But still I go, wow, this is, you know, what's going on? Finally, somebody asked me if I wanted to go to a prayer meeting, and I never wanted to go to that prayer meeting before, but they asked me if I wanted to go to this particular prayer meeting, and I had told God that I would go to a prayer meeting if he had one. Well, you know, and so I went. It was interesting. Went to this thing. Everybody was older than me by about 10, 15 years, but I didn't really care. And they sang old tunes, you know, old hymns and old tunes from whenever. And I, but I went, and they were really nice people and all that kind of stuff. I met a woman by the name of Nancy Murtha. If you know her, you know her. You can't miss her. Uh, she's since died, but that's who I met. I met her at the place. I'd actually heard of her from somebody else. I knew she prayed deliverance. And I go... Whatever. We all went out for lunch. We talked a little bit, whatever. After lunch, when I'm driving home, God spoke to me and said, I want you to go ask that woman to pray for you. So I did because, you know, I was willing to do whatever. So I drove over to her house. I figured out I didn't really uh, know her super well or at all. And so I went to the door. I banged on the door and I said, she says, she opens it up. And if you know Nancy as only she could do, I know what you're here for. (laughs) And she gave me a hug. The hug in itself, you realize something's going to happen here. (laughs) So anyway, so we set up a date, but I told her nothing. Told her no history, nothing, because I decided I wouldn't. So I went to the appointment. She and this other woman prayed for me. They said, okay, so this is this. I love this because I go, what's that technique? I have no idea. But anyway, we sat on the floor. They put their hands on my shoulders. And I said, oh, they asked me if I was saved. I said, yes. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, have you forgiven everybody? I go as far as I know. I, it was that simple. Okay, so I go, yeah. So we, we sit on the floor. They go, okay, so we're going to lay hands on you and pray in tongues. Okay. I was good with that. So they just, I sit on the floor, they start praying in tongues and stuff like that. But here's the amazing thing. I told her nothing. She was naming names, naming situations, naming all kinds of stuff that nobody knew but my therapist. Pretty cool, huh? God speaks. So 
she prays for me. I mean, we probably prayed like, I don't know, three hours or more. I mean, it was amazing because it hit on the stuff that was needed. And only she would believe some of the junk that I'd been through. You, you, you know, some of you if, you, if I told you the stuff, you go, nobody goes through stuff like that. Well, surprise, they do. But anyway, she, she could believe all that kind of thing. So they prayed and all that stuff. I get through. I'm pretty tired and I go home. And I, you know, I didn't really know so much if anything happened. It wasn't like I went, yahoo, I feel better right now because I didn't. I just was like, okay, that was good. I did what I was supposed to do. The next morning, I still remember this. I get out of my bed. I turn around my clocks, like right there, here's my bed. I look at it, and I see this vision of a scroll that goes like as far as it could in both directions. And I knew God saw my life in completeness, beginning to end, from before time till after time. I knew he knew exactly what I'd been through. I knew he was completely knowledgeable and that he could do something about the whole thing and had done something. Here's the cool part. Because of the stuff I went through, I had this thing in me that was like an oath of death. It's like my assignment was to die. I realized that, all the suicide. It was just, that was my assignment. I was meant to die, okay? It was the devil. But anyways, that's what I... Go and it was gone. Hallelujah. Just gone. <laughs> Woohoo! And I realized at that point, I go, oh my goodness, I'm happy. Not just momentarily, but I am happy and I'm going to live. I will live and declare the praises of Him who brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And that's what he has for people. And God, what he gave me was, yeah, he set me free, but he gave me a testimony and a plan to see other people free. Here's a cool thing. Was I, um, okay, this is so interesting. This never shuts off. I mean, it never, like, you keep having to go back. It's interesting little item, but whatever. What I thought would be interesting, Steve sent me this thing, and I go, oh, maybe we could use it. Here's the scripture I want to read to you first. Hebrews 2.14. He himself, wait a minute, here we go. Sorry, didn't start at the right spot. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. Isn't that great? God's out to get the devil. That is the devil. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. In a nutshell, it's what God did for me. Then I, I wanted, Steve sent me a prophetic word that actually was a presbytery word. Because where I want to go with this is that was, that was that life. I have a new identity. Okay? I'm, I'm not there. So I want to read to you some of this. Does that sound like a smart idea, Steve? This is from Denny Kramer. It's a portion of it. It's not the whole thing. But I want to read it because what I want you to notice is not like, wow, she's going to be all that in a bag of chips. No, no, that's not the point. The point is God takes the past and he creates a new identity. The prophetic 
my way of thinking, is not fortune telling. It's to take what God says. You may have been through garbage beyond belief, but God wants to say, you're a new person, and this is what I think you're like. Okay, are you, are you good? So here we go. I'm going to read it. <clears throat> it says, you know, as only Danny Kramer does, my, my grace, great, amen, amen, grace, good name. Anyway, the Lord would say, little one, you've been a survivor. You've been, and he, he didn't know me. Okay. So some of you go, wow, that's amazing. It is. You've been one that's made it through. You said once in your life, Lord, I can't, I'm done. I'm hanging it up. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. But when you had no more natural strength, I supernaturally invaded your life. On that day, on that day when I met you and said, now your life begins, God says, I laid before you a destiny and a future. And don't think that hell sat back idly and watched you progress. It released, it released its representatives into your life, both spiritual beings and some human beings were released into your life with demonic motivations and they came in to cut you off and ensnare you and to distract you. But you are mine, declares the Lord. Woohoo, huh? And God would say that you said, Lord, I feel like I'm getting up there in age. Actually, I didn't feel that at the time, but I felt it since. <laughs> it was a while ago. You said, and, but this is important. I had this sense that some of you need this for yourselves too. But uh, you said, Lord, I feel like the natural's turning of the tide and I don't feel that vigor, that life that I once did. Lord, is it time for me to hang up my spikes? Is it time, Lord, to put me out to pasture? Lord, should I just kind of settle? Should I settle for second best? The Lord would say, never, 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 never. I'm saying it to you. You need that too. You might be 25 and think you should hang up your spikes. Never, never. Okay, anyway, it's a word for you too. So then let me find my spot again. Uh, Hang on. All right, he's prepared me to get this word. I'm trying to skip down here. Okay, and the Lord would say, I've intervened several key times in your life. I have cut off the attack of the enemy, and you've declared in your home, I saw you when you paced back and forth and said, I will not give up on my God. Because you have stood on my word, I've stood in your defense. So stand on the word. Um, And the accuser of the brethren came against you. He dwelled, says the Lord, even in the house where you now have. And God would say, I've rid the evil within the four walls of your home. I have declared liberty and freedom and release of your destiny me in the kingdom of God. You will not have to forfeit one more of it, uh, more of your inheritance in the things of God. I speak confidence over your life. This is fun. You'll be interested in hearing this. I speak to you to arise woman of God and become what I've called you to become to the body of Christ. Be a troublemaker to the kingdom of hell. Go ahead, says the Lord, and stir and stir up those spirits that have entrenched themselves in the body of Christ. I will use you to destroy the religious spirit. I will use you to expose the Pharisees in the house. I will use you even as I did the sinner woman who came before me in brokenness and yet in her brokenness released the aroma and fragrance of my presence. You will be one that releases the anointing of God on my people. The Lord says, I don't want you to get shy. I don't want you to get timid. I don't want you to get that false spirit on you when you've come into the house of God and say, oh, it's not my place. Rise in the house of God, become my voice. 
Become my voice, says the Lord, and declare and proclaim over individuals, this is the acceptable year of the Lord. Go ahead and set your hands on my sons and daughters, especially on the younger generation, and give them a good swift kick, says the Lord, for I'm going to use you to thrust many into their calling. You shall be known as an encourager in my house. Yay, God. What I want to say, though, God could not do that except for the years of working it out and learning to know him in a deeper way. You get it? Sometimes the timing, we go instant healing, instant everything. Uh-uh. Sometimes we're in training. But when we get the gold, it's really good. <laughs> And not only do you get your own freedom, but I have every intention of getting y'all's freedom and your all next thing and speaking words of calling over whoever, younger generations, a lot of people, because I'm really old now, so I can like talk over anybody. <laughs> just, just kidding, whatever. Um, but anyways, here's the thing. These, this is the truth. God knows me. He's well aware of my history. He has a plan. God has a calling, not just for me, but for the body. And God has a good identity for me. He's turned my mourning into dancing. He set, put off my sackcloth and clothed me with a gladness. The thing is, is God has it for everyone, not just me. Uh, I need lights to make down, and I, I'm going to take a little walk. God has words of identity and calling for you all. It's not just me. If it was just me, that would be a real bummer, wouldn't it? Just her, she's got the goods, and the rest of us are going to have a lousy time. No, I don't think so. There's callings on you as individuals and as people that God wants to say, you are mine, says the Lord, and I'm not going to fail you. Here we go, Harmony. Actually, I had a word for you earlier. God says you're going to become a mentor. You've asked a lot of questions. What do I do? How do I make this work? What's going to happen? You've had tons of questions. God has every intention of answering questions that you have. Because he loves you and he's called you. Write the questions down. Begin to write the answers he gives you. Find answers in the word because they're not just for you. They're for many other people. Many girls you'll end up mentoring and helping. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, it's yours. Go get them, sweetie. So God has things that he wants to, isn't that fun? I just, I just love that. And so that's what we want to do. So we have uh, 12 minutes or something, right? 12 minutes to, to do this. And so um, I wanted, I can't cover you all. Let, I was in a prayer meeting and they all wanted a word. I'm sorry, we'll be here way too long. Prophetic ministries on the first of every month. So anyway, this is what we're going to do. And what I'm going to do is just like look at people and see what happens. Wouldn't that be fun? Um, I don't know you. Do I know you? Do you know me? What's your first name? 
Christina, um, God's made you an organizer. That's what I have this sense that he's like, I see you able to put a number of things together. You know that God's going to do that. You're not going to just do business or the things, I don't know if business is even your thing exactly, but God's going to give you the ability to organize, to write, to put some things together that are going to help you and it's going to help other people too. Um, uh, you get a little frustrated when things are not in order or not in the places they should be, yeah? Yeah, so what to do? Anyway, but God says he's going to show you. The thing is, is you've sometimes thought that that is not like, how can that be a call from God? It just sounds like a job description. God says, yep, it's a job description description but it's my description and i'm going to have you do it for me and i'm going to give you wisdom he's going to teach you how to hear his voice in that very area of work wouldn't that be cool yeah he is so anyway we bless you with that in the name of jesus isn't that fun god doesn't care what what your job is well he cares about that i didn't mean that like that but he whatever it is he calls it doesn't, you know, whatever it is. I mean, I'm a music teacher. Does that mean I should not be a music? No, I should because wherever I go, if I'm with kids, I'm going like, to speak what God says with the kids. And if I, it doesn't really make any difference. And sometimes they don't even know it's a thing. They don't necessarily know. It doesn't make any difference. God still does that. Some of them catch on. It's so funny. Some of them go, hmm, what's she doing? Because <laughs> they know. Some do. Other ones just go, um, they get happy, but they don't know what that's all about. Anyway, so let's, let's do another one. Let's, uh, do you follow what I'm doing? Yeah. You, you, uh, what I want to see happen is us doing it as a body of believers for each other. There are so many people that hear the voice of God that can bless somebody else in this place and see your, speak into your identity. Speak into your new identity, what God has for you. That's pretty fun, yeah? How many people hear the voice of God? Why do you hear the voice of God? Because my sheep hear my voice. Okay, if you don't, then you have to figure out what's going on so that you actually do listen. I know this is sort of my platform. Everybody hears, you should all hear. Let's go for it. So, John... Uh, come here. <laughs> Actually, John was the first person I heard teach on the prophetic. So, so I just I bless him in this thing. What I what I see God doing in your life is God's going to actually give you more of a platform to speak into the prophetic to say what He wants to say. You can't let it go. It's not a burden. It's a joy. Just say it. It's a joy. And. and can I put my hand here? God's going to begin to give you vision for what people's callings are in a much stronger way, but it's not just in a limited setting. You don't have to be called out or called upon to go someplace. You can be, but that's not the whole thing. God's going to give you those words to speak into people's callings because we need it here. Mm -hmm. Look at me. Mm -hmm. We need it here. 
We need it other places too, but we need it here. So I call that gifting to come up in a stronger way in you in the name of Jesus, even that burning in the heart and in the belly to say, this is what God wants to do. I call it forth in you, speaking into the calling, not just of individuals, but of churches and institutions, wherever it's at, but a calling to do that. I loose your mouth in the name of Jesus, and I say, stop shutting up. Speak. It has to happen. You're needed. We all need you. God loves you. (laughs) Okay, so now you're going to help me. Go ahead. Actually, I, have, I was getting words about grace and prophecy. I figure, I figure. When the prophetic is, when, the, when someone moves in the prophetic anointing, others who have oh, that's a good anointing idea. will get activated. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? right. Yeah. So Donna, I, I saw over you, even as I was sitting back there, I saw fireworks, Donna mm-hmm. B, going off. And the Lord is, uh, uh, you're going to come into a season of, excitement and change you're going to start seeing things that you have wondered about and wanted are going to start exploding it's going to be like all i saw them bursting all over your head and just saying this is this is the time for revelation and for the ahas a lot of aha moments you're going to go okay i get it now i get it now i get it it's your your season this gentleman right here gray hair uh homer right um I saw you holding a walking stick, and it changed in your hand into a staff. The, the girth, the roundness of the stick changed from a walking stick into a staff in your hand, and it grew. And I just really saw that there's a shepherding thing that's coming, and there's an authority with the shepherding thing that's coming. And you're going to find almost like ripples in a pond, a greater expanse to people that are around you and uh, that you need to just hang out to the staff. Amen. And walk in the authority. Sound good? Amen. This the lady right here in the... Is it pinkish? Yes. Whatever. You know what I saw? I saw you on a treadmill. Oh, it was a kind of an interesting looking thing. It wasn't really a treadmill. You were running down the road and the road started to pick up pace under you. It's almost like it sped up like a treadmill, only it was the road. And I said, okay, Lord, what's the speeding up thing? It's not that life is going to get busier or more difficult or more confusing. It's that revelation is going to start coming faster to you, that you're coming into a season of being, again, like Donna, of us revealing. There's a revealing that's coming to you, and things are going to start bursting before you like, not one flower opening, but all of a sudden they're going to start going like popcorn and you're going to begin to see things that you've been wondering about. Uh, greater revelation at a faster at a faster pace. Amen? Mm-hmm. This couple right here, two, yeah, they were smiling until I said, this couple right here, then she went. <laughs> I saw the word Mr. and Mrs. Prophecy over you. Ooh, cool. That there is an anointing coming to move in the power of the Holy Spirit, to move in the gifts of the Spirit, Moving in the gifts of the Spirit is something you should begin to study and read about because I see a greater anointing, a greater explosion of that over your relationship. 
but it's together. It's together. The key is it's together. You're going to minister to people. You're going to minister over individuals together. You have complementary gifts in that way. And so you're strong, but as individuals, you're five times stronger as a couple. And so I saw this Mr. and Mrs. Prophetic over you, which is kind of a cool thing. I kind of like that one. Okay, so um, <clears throat> you're, you're already prophetic, yes? I don't think so. Oh, that, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, <clears throat> because I had this sense, I looked back at you and I saw your eyes being opened to begin to see in a much stronger way in the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to bless you with is the interpretation. Mm-hmm. Okay, being able to say, this is what I see. And then God has to show you what that, what does that picture, that thing look like? What is it I'm seeing? So I bless you in the name of Jesus uh, with the Lord giving you the ability to connect the dots in Jesus' name. Because I believe that it, it's, I, it's a new thing, but he's going to do it. Okay, but you've got to learn how to connect it. And God will do it. Isn't that fun? Could be unusual kinds of things. Okay, so uh, let's see. We let me just quick, 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 quick. Um, Joyce, I, I just see uh, laughter coming from your belly in a new way, and I speak that release of it. Actually, there is a joy coming from you that's going to break bonds on other people, just like wh- whoever. Uh, there's a thing of saying, okay, we're not going to do this quite with the rules right now. There's a good laugh coming out of your belly of it's the last laugh is on you, devil. I'm going to have joy. I'm going to walk other people into joy. There is a release so I speak it it's not just for you it is for you but it's for those you're around whoever that may be that there is tremendous joy and the joy of the Lord is your strength and people are going to find you as the strength as you release the laughter of the Lord out of your mouth don't shut it down go ahead and have a good laugh here's the deal is please if you want to hear from God, to encourage other people. Find your testimony, find what God says, and begin to war with the weapons he's given you. It looks different for different people, but your identity is totally good in him. He's called you by name, you're his. If you have a child and you need to pick them up, please do that. We'll do prayer teams or whatever, but right now he's going to call people up and you can do whatever, but it's kind of fun. Here's the thing is, why I want you to hear is because it gives you hope for what God wants to do for you too. Yeah, I had a sense of Moses kind of a thing of when he left the presence of the Lord, he had a visible glory. And I just get that sense for you that there's... There's encounters coming in the immediate future where you're going to have that kind of a face-to-faceness with the Lord that's going to overwhelm your countenance. That there are tender times, significant, powerful, tender times in the presence of the Lord in the very near future for you. For Doris, 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 I love Doris, that was my mom's name. I saw words exploding out of your mouth, just coming out explosion. John's back there. <laughs> Not in his head. It's time to speak. <clears throat> it's time to bring the goods. 
It's time to deliver the words. There's a now is the season to speak. Now is the season to be heard. Yes. Quiet too long. Now's yeah. now's the season to be heard. You get me? No, you're not. And Rachel, is that Rachel J? Hi, Rachel J. Saw you walk in the door. I saw you in a warrior garb uh, when you came in. And it was almost like the front of a ship is called a bow. It was like the bow of a ship. You were cutting right through the ice as you walked in here. And the Lord said, there is a warrior mantle, anointing, authority on you. You're not a woman to be trifled with in the spirit. And that he has given you an anointing to move things around, to push things out of the way, to push things out of the way, and to bring the kingdom. It was cool, man. You had this whole warrior thing going on, armor, spear, staff. It was very cool. I wish I could draw a picture of it. Anyhow, that's for you. That's it. All right, so we're going to um, call this to a close, but again, like I said, in this house, you can get a prophetic word pretty much any Sunday. And it's not just John and I, obviously. There are many other prophetic voices. It's a word of encouragement. If you're not moving in it, you should start. By that, I don't mean you have to join the teams or that kind of thing. But the, God is an encourager. He wants to speak. And that is how we build each other up, by seeing each other accurately in the spirit. And speaking into that, rather than, you know, like, oh, I'm a failure, I'm a... No, 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 that's not how God sees you. Isn't it amazing? I was a mess. What did God see? Something far different. And he says, no devil, you can't have her. Not only is she not going to die, but she's going to live and take many with her. Yay! So... I just bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you with an increase of hearing and joy and encouragement for each other. Be strengthened and empowered by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. We really hope you enjoyed this week's message. Please join us again sometime. And be sure to check out our exciting resources at newhopecom.org.